Welcome to Birth Mothers Amplified, giving a voice to the women behind adoption. Hosted by Emma and Mathani. Welcome back to another episode of Birth Mothers Amplified. I'm Mathani. I'm Emma. And this is our 20th episode. Yay! Oh my god. That is wild to think about. I can't believe it. I don't know how we all of a sudden are 20 in. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, But super, super thankful for just everyone who's listened and supported along the way. Um, We're just getting started and we can't wait to keep going. Um, Today, it's only going to be Emma and I. This is a special Q&A episode. Put a post up on our Instagram a couple weeks ago to see questions y'all have for us and so we're going to be answering some of those today super excited um we also have some exciting announcements that emma's gonna um, go over right now yeah so um before we jump into our q a some fun and exciting updates so first thing maybe this isn't fun and exciting maybe disappointing for some of you who knows but our um releasing frequency is going to change so instead of once a Week, we're gonna switch to every other week. So our next episode will be two weeks from now. We're gonna continue releasing on Tuesdays though, so you can expect that. Um, and then we are going to end our first season about halfway through March, which is so crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So that means about four more episodes and then we'll do a two month break and we'll come back um, May, June. So- And why are we doing a break, Emma? Well, because we both have weddings and (laughs) wedding planning and working Mm -hmm. and all the things are just enough good chaos um, that we need to shift our attention to that. So we're going to take that um, two month break. And then also some exciting changes. We're going to make some adjustments to our episode formatting and the kind of guests we bring on. And so what that looks like, we're going to start incorporating more panels, Q&A. Um, We're going to continue having birth moms on and still sharing their stories. It's just going to start looking a little bit more different. Um, And then we're also going to invite non-birth moms onto our episode. So for example, like next um, episode, we're going to do a panel about the grieving process of adoption. And we're going to have a birth mom on and an adoption caseworker to really give a more holistic, not just perspective, but in voice, but to get um, as a birth mom, more understanding for us to be able to ask questions um, that even I have that I want answers to. So with that, those are some exciting updates. Did I miss anything with Ani? No, that is it. Um, yeah, just looking forward to continuing um, just bringing you uh, just voices and unique perspectives. Um, but with that being said, let's get into the questions. Um, we're going to kind of do a speed round to start. Um, so we're going to do favorite music, favorite drink, and what hobbies that we have. So Emma, go. Okay. Music. I'm sure everyone says this. I have quite the variety. Um, <laughs> from all the way from like Mr. Brightside um, is one of my like favorite songs to anything Chance the Rapper to Leon Bridges. Oh my gosh. Yeah. To whatever else. I big one Republic Coldplay fan. Those used to be like my favorite. It's all over the board for that drink. Okay. Well, I have a Tobo Chico with me right now. So that's like my favorite go-to. 
Um, if we're talking about some more fun beverages, mm -hmm. I'm definitely more of a beer gal. However, if I'm feeling a cocktail, any type of mule or French 75, I love. Those are some of my okay. go-to. And then let's see, hobbies. Gosh, I never know what to say with this. Yeah. I like talking. That's literally about it. I think I've said that before. I'm like, I don't know. I like to, I say garden. I've really only ever landscaped. So yeah, there you go. There's a little bit about me. What about you? Favorite music? I love it. Hobby. I love it. Well, I love to dance. So pretty much anything I can dance to. I love Latin music. I love pop. Yeah, just pretty much anything with a good beat that I can groove to. Um, favorite drink? I love water. Like that's as far as like non-fun drinks. That's pretty much what I always drink is water. Um, I'm gonna get better at that. I love water. It's other than Topo. <laughs> yeah, I do like Topo Chico, but if it's with tequila, and so it's, yeah, and so I'm a tequila gal all the way every yes. day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so water and tequila are my faves. Love it. For sure. And then hobbies, I'm the same. I never know what to say. Um, I guess Netflix is my hobby. Oh, um, yes, yes. Wait, okay, quick question. Uh, yeah. Quick question. Is that your go-to streaming device? And just saying, we are not sponsored by any. <laughs> no, this is not so, an ad. This is not an ad. <laughs> um, yes, I'd say Netflix is... My favorite. Um, I've been super into again, not an ad. HBO Max lately. Um, what show? But, or movie? Um, we've been watching um, his dark materials. Okay, I'm intrigued. It's really good. I'm not good at explaining shows, but it's about <laughs> like yeah. Just look it up. <laughs> I, I like Thank really you. bad. <laughs> Thank you, Bethany, for that. Great, great way to spell it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Question two. Uh, tell us about your weddings. <gasps> you start. Okay. So any of our listeners who may follow me on social media will know that I eloped in November, which was super exciting. Yes. Um, originally we, um, had planned on getting, um, hitched last October and then COVID hit, which put a damper on things and we moved it to this coming up March, which is still the plan. We still plan on getting married in, um, or not getting married, but having a wedding in March, but we were just ready to get married and just wanted to be husband and wife. And we decided to fly to Florida last November and got married on the beach and it was magical and beautiful and everything. And, and the pictures so are amazing. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Truly. It was an amazing weekend. We had some, some close friends fly out. Um, and we had like an Airbnb big enough to host everyone. And we had, it was just the best weekend ever. I'm so glad um, that we decided to do that. But March is going to be a big party and well, COVID friendly party. <laughs> and I can't wait, <laughs> can't wait to, um, to celebrate with everyone. So. Yay. Yeah. My, so my sister did a similar thing where literally decided to just go ahead and get married in October and pushing her reception back to June. So we'll see all the, all the COVID things yeah. are still up in the air. Um, but yeah, I'm getting married in April. 
Um, and super excited. So I'm like really starting to pick up all the wedding planning and things. And luckily I have a great fiance who has been very helpful and my family has been helping as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see how COVID affects everything by then, but hopefully things will maybe kind of relatively be normal. So I can't wait. It'll be so fun. I know. I'm Mm -hmm. so excited. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay. How has your grief transformed since placement? Oh, that's a good question. I know. Do you want, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so for me, I've talked about this before, um, I think on an episode, but I didn't really start grieving until about two years post-placement. Once I started going to therapy and really, um, allowing myself to feel feel all the feelings I guess that are um that come with being a birth mother so for the longest time I just wanted to stay positive because I'd made this decision I didn't feel like I deserved to be sad or you know mad or have any negative um feelings which is not healthy (laughs) um and so um I think my grief has transformed into a more healthy space where I am okay with having bad days where like I, you know, I'm not okay. And um, I think that's important. I think that every, just everyone who's had to deal with grief should be, feel like they're allowed to do that. Yeah. 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 I think for me, originally counseling was the reason I felt it in the beginning and faced it a little bit more um, compared to you, Mathani, where I think that therapy forced me to recognize it. However, I think the biggest distinction from then to now was my grief was more of a silent separation of myself. Like I was very private about it. And Mm -hmm. when I wasn't actually processing it, I pretended it wasn't there, if that makes sense, where now it's a really integrated part of who I am. Um, and I don't perceive the grief as a bad thing. It's just part of how I live my day to day and, and how I perceive things now. Um, so yeah, I would say it has gone from that silent separation to a very integrated component, um, of how I think, feel, see all, all of those things. Um, and it's just a big part of me now, which has been, um, I think a really, really cool, um, piece of who I am. Yeah. I love it. Um, next question. How do you deal with negative emotions you feel regarding your adoption? Ooh. Um, um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. How do you deal I know. with negative yeah. emotions? You got Mathani. I think for me, um, it really helps to talk to other birth moms. So like I have a couple of birth moms who I really connected with, um, over the years who I feel like we have very kindred spirits. Um, and I can literally text them at any, any time or call them and kind of work through whatever negative, I guess, negative feelings I'm feeling. Um, and they usually offer really good feedback or they'll just let me vent whatever I need. Um, and I think that's really important to have those people in your corner. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's like you said, talking through it. And for me, it, 
hasn't even been as much just like with birth moms, but just in general, I'm a, I like to talk through my emotions with people that I'm close to. And so I think that's part of it is talking through it. And then also allowing my negative emotions to be negative, if that makes sense. And again, it goes back to where in the beginning, I pretended the grief wasn't necessarily there, even though I was forced to recognize it through therapy. But I'm Mm -hmm. someone that like minimizes things because I don't want, because like rationally, I'm like, no, okay, I'm not like actually upset or like that's not reasonable. Like, you know, it's not reasonable to feel that way or okay, but I know reality doesn't like justify these emotions. And I've had to learn to be like, no, it's okay to have negative emotions. Yeah. Like, and understand why they're negative and just like face them as they are um, instead mm-hmm. of trying to minimize it, I think has yeah. been a big milestone for me and something I still struggle with, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question. Dating post placement. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> how was that experience? When did you know you were ready to date? And when did you tell the person you were dating about your adoption journey? Oh gosh. Um, you go first. Cause we've talked a okay. little bit about, we've talked a little bit about this before. I met my husband on Bumble. So I placed in November, 2016. I got on Bumble like December of 2016, which was so that stupid. Is, that is so crazy. <laughs> I'll say it. That is. So- that was literally like, like, I'm so glad that no one messaged me because like or no one that I messaged messaged me back because like there was no way like what was I even doing at that point right yeah so dumb um so then I think I got bored and I deleted the app and so then in March of 2017 I was like all right I'm gonna give this another try I was feeling like I was in a better place which in reality I probably wasn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it worked out. I have a husband now. <laughs> yeah, you could say it worked out. You could uh, say that. Like truly, yeah. So March 2017, got on Bumble, met Ben. Um, and I told him about my daughter on our first date, like right off the bat. Um, I wasn't planning on telling him at all, but it just kind of naturally came up. And, you know, his reaction was better than I would have expected. And so that kind of gave me like, made me feel good about telling him, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I started dating before I should have started dating, but I'm married now. So it it worked out. (laughs) Okay. I have to ask though, because you have a stepson. I do. So your husband, you know, had a child. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you told him about your daughter, do you think it made it easier knowing he had a child or did you not even know that at that point? So he told me about his son first, um, which then made me feel, yes, more comfortable sharing that part of me with him because it's not the same, obviously, but we both kind of had that history of, you know, we already had children. And so um, that definitely, I think if he didn't have kids already, it would have been harder for me to tell him initially. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't would have. get it. Do you think you would I probably? Have on the first I probably date? would have not. I honestly probably okay. would have not told him on the first date. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I think for mm-hmm. for me, I 
I had finally, because the birth father and I split about six months after having our daughter to give a refresher um, for our listeners. And so probably six months later is when I, when I met my um, fiance and I too told him not on the first date, definitely not on the first date or second, <laughs> but like, I think two weeks in, which at the time, like for anyone who knows me knows that, I mean, I was like top secret about telling anyone. Um, a lot of people in my life, including my inner circle still did not know, um, about my daughter. And so like the fact that I was telling this person, I like, didn't know super well, yeah. but unfortunately, I mean, I'm glad I did. And I think it all, obviously all worked out that I told him, um, at that point, but Unfortunately, I did tell him more out of fear, which, you know, is sad, but I think I was so afraid that if he found that out later, he would just, you know, change his mind. And I didn't want to invest a bunch of feelings into a relationship that could have a dead end as soon as everything was, you know, out on the table. And so, um, I definitely told him more as like a preventative or like, Hey, just by the way, before like we like, you know, (laughs) become exclusive or whatever like you probably should know um and yeah again yeah it's it's funny how we build things up in our heads to be like oh my gosh like this mic drop or like this like huge thing or like mm-hmm. something that is like so repulsive when so many people you know it's like not that big of a deal and obviously it's it is and it's important but um yeah i i mean i was terrified to tell people and i had gone on a couple dates with some other people prior and I never told them. So I think out of fear, obviously I didn't tell other people. So maybe there was some level of comfort, um, or hope that, you know, things would work out. So, right. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, You saw like some potential there. Yeah. Clearly there was. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) yes, girl. I love it. Okay. Next question. Do you have fears or worries about having children in the future? Do you want to parent in the future? I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, and I think, especially now that like, okay, I'm married, like we've talked about having a family, you know, we do want kids. Um, That reality is kind of setting in like, well, shit, those kids coming. Um, And for me, it is scary because I don't know what being pregnant again will trigger, what the hospital experience will trigger, what just all of it, you know? And so, and I've, you know, I have birth mom friends who've are, who've had, you know, placed their children and then they've had kids again and I've heard their experiences, but no one experience is like the other. So Mm -hmm. I can, listen to their experience all day, but I don't know what it's going to be until I'm in it. And that scares everything out of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's funny you mentioning like hearing like other birth moms, like experiences, because in some ways it's, it's comforted me because I already have had a lot of fears, um, about having children again. And like you said, what that would bring up, but I've actually found comfort in that not every birth mom actually like is re-triggered by getting pregnant again. That like maybe that won't be the case for me. So luckily my fear has subsided mm-hmm. a, a tad. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to it more out of excitement. Um, but I mean, that fear, I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit, um, on this podcast of like, yeah, you know, oh my gosh, like, yeah, is being pregnant again, just going to like feel weird. Like, I mean, I've had the thought of like, am I going to struggle to bond or attach Mm -hmm. to my child? Because I mean, I decided so early in my first pregnancy that in my head, I was not her mom. Like, is that going to be really hard for me to associate myself as this child's mom? Like, you know, who knows? Um, I guess time will tell and we'll, you know, learn one way or the other. But um, I mean, I definitely want all the children. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of babies. So I want a big family. So, I mean, I I hope to have um, children in the future for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and I definitely want kids too, for sure. Um, It's just, but then also this pandemic is like, I do not want to have a baby in this pandemic because all the horror stories that I'm hearing. Well, don't tell me that. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I literally can't. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm going to pretend like that's not a thing. We're just gonna. It is though, Emma. It's a thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. All things COVID. We'll cross our bridge when we get. Yeah. Right. Wait, also I want to rewind a bit because something I, I skipped over that I think is important to emphasize, which was yeah. when did you know you were ready to date? And you kind of talked about how um, you, you started when you definitely knew you weren't. And mm-hmm. I, cause just cause I want to make people feel like, I don't know that you ever fully know when you're ready. Yeah. Um, I know that I, it, for me, it was meeting the right person Um, otherwise I think out of fear, I would have avoided it for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. and so remaining open, but also, yeah, not pushing yourself. I mean, me and my fiance had to take, and it ended up being like only two weeks, like some time, like apart for me to like reflect because I was like, did I rush into this? And then I realized, no, I didn't. I love you. Okay. (laughs) And I, but it was like, I was, I was so freaked (laughs) out. I was like, oh my gosh, should I rush into all this? But I think sometimes, you know, timing isn't isn't how we intend or expect it to be. And so it's okay if you are scared or unsure if you're ready, if you are a birth mom and you don't know when's the right timing to try again. Um, But also be kind to yourself and don't push yourself to do something that you really confidently feel you're not ready for. But okay, sorry to rewind. Now, being gone. Yeah, well, and I will say, I'll say with that, like, even though like, I didn't realize I wasn't ready, but looking back now, I'm like, that was way too soon. But I also remember being really intentional about the conversations I was having. So that yeah. this wasn't just like, like a hookup for me, you know, like I was very intentional. And then when I met Ben, I was like, okay, like delete the app. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Next question. What do you both envision your relationship with your daughters looking like in 20 years? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they'll be 24 in 20 years. That's crazy. That's older uh, than me. That's a weird thing. I know I'm a baby. Remember? Oh my gosh. I always forget. <laughs> I know I'm a youngin. Oh my gosh. 24. That is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go first, Mpani. Okay. So 
Man, I mean, I hope that she'll want to have a relationship, you know, with me as she gets older. You know, that's always something we've talked about, you know, but before on the show and um, how as our kids get older, like they, you know, the ball is kind of in their court, you know, like we need to let them have the freedom to process, you know, this journey the way they feel that they need to. And that's not always in the way that that we feel like we want or need um and so I would hope in 20 years that we have a good relationship you know and not not just her and I but you know her family and I would hope that whatever kids I have you know that they would have a relationship um yeah I just hope that yeah I guess that's my biggest hope is that there's still a connection there yeah Um, I, I think for me I I mean, obviously I, yeah, hope for just a relationship. Um, but I would hope that like at that point, if she is beginning to start her own family, that she would invite me into that. That would be a Mm. very, very precious thing. You know, you hear about birth moms being invited to weddings or birth moms, you know, getting to meet grandchildren, you know, like all of those Mm -hmm. precious life moments that again, when you sign away your rights, there's so many things. I mean, you're talking about not just your child's life, but other generations, um, life moments that, you know, I, I would love, love more than anything to be a part of if she so chooses, um, and whatever that looks like. But, you know, earlier we're talking about weddings and I, you know, we were just picking out her flower girl dress. She's going to be a flower girl in my wedding, you know, and being like, you know, we were like, I had the conversation of like, oh my gosh, like how precious, you know, you know, she'll be able to keep that and like, look back on that with fond memories. Um, and so I definitely look forward or have the hope, um, and anticipation of a very strong relationship. Um, I mean, it seems to be headed in that direction. So, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. hope that, I don't know, she'll invite me into the family she creates one day. That would be, that would love, be pretty precious. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Last question for today is going to be, what do you wish adoptees would know? <sighs> Every day. <laughs> That's a heavy question. It is. I feel like those, I think the biggest thing for me, um, and I think I've said this before, just over the last, I would say last year, year and a half, I've gotten to listen to and meet adult adult adoptees. And my biggest wish is that every adoptee would know that they matter, that their voice matters so much. And however they choose to process this decision that was made before they could even make a decision for themselves is is valid and they are um just yeah just like I just think that they need to know that their voice matters so much and um yeah I know like you said it's a very heavy and loaded question just because short answer all the things I'm like Mm -hmm. I that's why, I mean, one of the huge reasons we're doing this podcast outside of supporting and providing a voice for birth moms is something I've learned as I had began to share my story to people is that adoptees, especially those that may not have 
knowledge or a relationship with their birth family, they seem to be seeking at different degrees some type of information. Like I, I recently met um, an adoptee adult and I believe he's in his 60s and he had never met a birth mom before. He was placed for adoption. He had no answers and him, he found out I was a birth mom. I don't even know how that came up. And um, he just started asking <laughs> me questions. And we've talked about this before where people just like puddle into child, like their childlike selves, you know, when they become vulnerable and he just started mm -hmm. asking all these questions. And, and I think it was this sense of he was getting answers for himself, you know, that like, wow, like my birth mom could have been like you or, oh, my birth mom could have thought that or, oh, my birth mom could have thought yeah. that. Um, and sometimes to have someone represent that um, when you don't get that yourselves, because not every adoptee has access or knowledge or is able to find their birth parents. And some may not care, care yeah. to find them, but, um, right. And, right. But, it, but it was so precious because recently um, I had this conversation with this gentleman last spring and he recently reached out to let me know that he found his birth parents and he, that he was like, if you're interested in oh, hearing wow. more, you know, call me. And so it shows that like, and he had said he'd never really had any interest or care. Um, but I think it all roots down to, we all adopted or not want to feel loved and worthy and wanted, you know? And I think for adoptees that has a very special place um, and their hearts and, and what they long for as well, because, and I would assume so I'm not adopted. So this is all assumption, but I just, I would guess that you would want to know why, why were you not placed? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lie is that adoptees are told is that they weren't wanted, which is furthest from the truth. Um, I don't know. There's so much. I'm like all the, yeah, yeah. I guess, all the things you're wanted, I guess, if I had to sum it all up actually, but that you are wanted and you are loved um, mm -hmm. is most, most important for sure. I love it. I love it. Okay. That was our <laughs> quick Q and a please y'all keep sending questions our way feedback. Um, things you want us to talk about, especially things like panels, people you want to see us have on. Um, mm -hmm. We love all the feedback and input. Um, y'all have provided so far. So keep on doing that. Um, I also want to take a moment to properly thank our amazing editor, Derek, who has been edited all of these 20 episodes. And I, I hate to say is more devoted than any of our listeners, but he has heard our voices way more than anyone else. Um, <laughs> I wish I could say we, we do all of this, but we have a great team. Um, of people mm -hmm. behind us. And Derek has been one of those. Um, and so thank you, Derek. And he has um, some great things ahead. And so we'll be gaining a new editor. So Derek, we wish you luck. We thank you yeah. again for all of the, I don't even want to know how many hours you've listened to us and editing and, and all of those things. So thank you and good luck. Um, mm -hmm. You're greatly appreciated. And with that, Nathani, anything else before we close out for our 20th episode? My gosh, 20. Um, no, thanks again, everyone, for just listening, supporting. Um, we really appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, guys.
Birth Mothers Amplified is brought to you by the Gladney Center for Adoption and Adoption.com. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Mothers Amplified. The views expressed may not represent the views of this program or sponsors and should not substitute seeking the advice of licensed professionals. To speak with an adoption counselor, please call 1-800-236-7898. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.